Welcome to another episode of In Your Business. I'm your host, Sasha Syed. Again, my co-host, Sean, is on vacation. So I'm here with my special guest, David McCall. And uh, David has several businesses. He's got a consulting business, and uh, he's got some podcasts that he's starting. So he's been... You've been in Windsor now for a while, right? Are you from Windsor? Born and bred. Born Born and bred bred from Windsor. So there you go. So he's born and bred in Windsor. He's got lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, So the floor is yours. David, please tell us about yourself and how you got to be where you're at today. Thanks for having me on, Sash. Um, Yeah, uh, basically I started in business about um, 25 years ago. Um, Well, closer to 30 now, I guess. Uh, Truthfully, originally the getting into business was an accident. Uh, my wife and I, we had nothing to do on a Saturday one day, so we saw a, um, an, an auction in the paper, so we decided to go, Okay, right? And we checked it out, we sat in there, and my wife, well, she has this disease where her hand keeps going up whenever there's money to be spent. So, <laughs> so uh, we, we ended up buying a ton of stuff, and when we got home, I found out all of it was fake. Every piece. Wow. Uh, yep. I was not amused. So I took some time and I studied the antiques and we went to another auction and we bought some stuff there and we had a great time. We started doing that on a regular basis until unfortunately we had too much stuff. Yeah. So we decided to sell a few pieces and we made money on them. Okay. So we bought some more and we sold them for more and we made money on them and we realized, hey, this you can make a business out of this this is so, great so this all started just for fun just for fun it was a total accident <laughs> and then getting kind of ripped off in the beginning sparked this whole that made me get very serious about looking into things and how it, it's for it's basically the basis of why i do like my business is the way i do them yep. i make sure that i research everything before i get into anything now so that i make sure that i, I study and that i know what i'm doing it only takes getting burned once, eh? It does. It does. <laughs> okay, so then you started making some money on that. Did you, you turn yep. it into a business? We turned it into an antique business. Um, I did that for about 15 years. I ended up uh, creating antique shows. So I was running antique shows. We had vendors coming from all the way from Toronto to London, from London, all over the place. Okay. Um, we ran that for a while. Um, and then uh, basically there was, um, we turned the antique show business into a promotional company so we started promoting other events so okay. we started putting on a variety of events all over the place were they like antique business events no no they were everything stuff? they yeah. were everything i put on a, a three thousand well almost four thousand person street festival on um pilat and wyandotte wow when was um, that oh it's going back probably eight years or so ago maybe a little bit more wow and what we did was we um we, it was a vintage um based event on that one uh we had the vintage in the village um, on Pilat Road and Wyandotte, and then we put it on the same day as the Riverside Antique Car Show. So we had a bus running between the two. We we pr- promoting it as a one day, two great events type of thing. Nice. So we promoted all sorts of events. Um, I put on charity events, push ups for poverty, and all sorts of stuff. Wow, what, um, what was that? Um, that was four years ago. Yeah, just and, before and COVID. What, so push-ups for poverty has got something to do with push-ups, obviously. It does. Basically, <laughs> basically, uh, what we ask people to do is do 50 push-ups within an hour and get a, um, base, uh, supported for a dollar for each push-up. Oh, cool. Um, we ended up raising about $10,000 in an hour. Wow. Um, so, And I put it together. One day I just you know, uh, woke up and I saw something on, on uh, Facebook. Somebody was doing p- push-ups and I thought to myself, hey, if you were you know, raising money for that, 
you know, you could you could make a good buck. So yeah. we did. A wow. month later, we had the event going. Wow, that's pretty cool. And where and which charity did you donate that to? Uh, that was the food bank. That, the food bank on um, on uh, Cantillon Drive. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Okay, so antiques, and then uh, what? What was that? The first kind of business that you got into? Antiques was the first business. Okay, promotional business. Um, I ran a drone business with a couple of other guys. Okay, uh, we did um, drone videos. Um, we were designing drones. Uh, we did. Uh, oh, we did art. In the, we filmed art in the park. We filmed um, different companies, real estate, all sorts of stuff. And so how long ago was that with the drones? Because drones are relatively new, right? That was, again, just before COVID. Um, probably about uh, five years ago, I guess now. Okay. Um, and then uh, I, I, I sold out of that. Um, I, I bought into a part of a moving company for a little bit. Okay. Uh, that was an interesting adventure. Did you do any of the moving? No. no. <laughs> I'm the paperwork guy. I let the young guys do yeah. that. All <laughs> right. I'm with you there. Absolutely. <laughs> But uh, yeah, cur currently, um, all, all the, the whole time here, though, um, I've been running a consulting business. Okay. Uh, so I've been doing that for a while now, probably about 10 years. And, and that's been, that's really what I, what I enjoy doing. I enjoy working with business owners and really kind of help them, you know, with their businesses and their problems, straighten things out. And Sure. So, I mean, uh, how did you get that consulting business started and like... Um, what some challenges maybe that you face and how did you overcome them? Well, I mean, getting any business started is not easy. Um, again, research. I did a whole lot of research on consulting and, and basically trying to understand what it is business owners you know, need. I already knew what my problems were, but what I do now is if I talk, when I talk to a client, I do a very deep dive into their business. Uh, don't we don't just jump in and say okay let's do this yeah we do a very deep dive we try and figure out whether it's is it process is it you know from the upper part of the company is it a culture thing you know wh where where is where are the weak points sure you know and then we try and figure out the best ways to you know correct those um, and get things going sometimes businesses want to expand yeah so you know we, we try and um, I run a business network as well okay with about 2,800 businesses in the network so we have a variety of people that we can reach out to um, with each business's problem. Okay. So what's the services for? Like what, like what exactly are you doing with these businesses? Uh, it depends on the business. It's very, very individual. Uh, it could be as simple as we had one store where their sales were low. They couldn't figure out why. We went in and we figured out it was simply the, the way they had the inside of the store design okay. was very confusing for people. So we actually had people go in and rearrange the inside of the store, move racks around, stuff like that. Their sales went up 40%. Wow. Simply because of the way the, lay, the store was laid out. It was just, they had things um, in the wrong places. They, 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 they needed to be leading people to certain areas and they didn't have that. So, okay, so like the groove, the outlay of uh, the store whole feel really of it was just eh? wrong, yeah. Wow, okay. What products were they selling? Oh, um, they were selling uh, clothing, um, you know, uh, mid to high level clothing. Oh, wow. um, But it, yeah, the whole feel for the store was just, when you walked in, it was very like, oh my God, I feel overwhelmed just walking in the front door. Like not really organized. Not, it was, no. Kind of like was, going to a Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> It, it was all it was all kind of jammed together and things in the wrong place and and uh, you, the things that you would think people would coming looking for were hidden in the back and it was just not done well. Okay. Uh, there, there's a whole psychology to how to lay out a store, but wow. you know that goes for any business. I mean, I don't care whether it's a store, whether it's an online store. If your website isn't 
done properly and smoothly and people get lost when they come in, you, then they'll, they'll leave. Yeah. They'll go find something else that's easier. They don't want to spend their time working to spend their money. Yeah. Such a huge change, though, because like 15 years ago, like the thing to do was to like go shopping, spend the day shopping. And now it's like, I think because of internet and easy accessibility and everything, nobody wants to waste time on things anymore. No, everybody's in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's in a hurry. Crazy, eh? The, time, it, the times change. It is, especially with AI coming up. Uh, that's going to change the whole spectrum. Okay. So you're like, how, how are you jumping from business to business? Like opportunities are just popping up or you're getting a new idea? Like what's an, the psychology I, on that? I always keep my eye out. Everybody should. Um, for anybody listening to this, if you're in business or if you want to get into business, always have your eye open. There are opportunities constantly in front of you. Some people just aren't paying attention. Uh, they're too focused on one thing and missing something else. Mm -hmm. um, networking is a great way to, to look for opportunities because you're meeting with other business owners. And um, I put on one networking event, two business owners came in, they'd never met, totally different businesses. But during the evening as they talked, they realized that if they're their businesses sort of jibed together. Yep. Um, they weren't competing, but they, if they put them together, they could create a third business. So they did. Um, so they had a, a third business created between these two, which used both their services, um, and it took off. So you never know when the opportunities gonna, are going to occur. Yeah. Always be looking, always be hunting, always be listening. Yeah. So I'm a huge supporter of these networking events because I'm actually a success story from one of them. My now boss, Sean, uh, he, I met him at one of Frank's networking events. And like, I was just complaining about not getting this job from doing an interview at BMW in London. And it was just so funny the way we got connected. He wasn't even a part of the conversation, but he could hear me, he could hear me complaining. And then he just kind of turned around and was like, man, you're just crying like a little baby, man. Like <laughs> you're in the wrong industry. If you want to change your life, come do mortgages. And uh, so then I called him the next day and yeah, man, history is written here. I've not looked back, uh, you know, so I definitely am a huge supporter of these networking events. Now you put on some pretty cool networking events. I've been to a couple of them. You I do like try door, uh, door prizes and all that cool stuff. Sure. So did you do any pre COVID? Cause I know Frank had his pre COVID. Oh, I've been putting on networking events for seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And did you like, did you do that separate from Frank or are you doing it with Frank? Is this No, uh, I, I, Frank does his stuff. I do mine. We have, uh, a, we have some of the same people that come to our events, but there's a lot of different individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I noticed like, uh, your theme and his theme are a little bit different. You're kind of more focused on the people that come and he's just trying to get people together. It feels like, cause I mean. He doesn't give away to our prizes. Let's just be honest. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> but that's cool. So would you call yourself a serial entrepreneur? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. I, I, I call myself that all the time. Um, I just love it. And I'm, I have ADHD. Um, so for, for me, my brain never stops. Yeah. So I'm always coming up with new ideas, new thoughts, new projects or programs or something to do. Um, my wife wishes I would slow down a little bit, but I just love it. <laughs> what do they know? <laughs> I just love it. Yeah, that's cool. So do you have a process like so I would like in my journey to sales, I've learned like a lot of people write stuff down and they have like vision boards and they have uh, goals journals and stuff like that. Uh, like, so do you have a process like that? Do you figure out something that you're interested in and then make a plan on how to attack it and like how to achieve it? I always plan things. Yeah. I always do. And I, I recommend that to anybody in small business. Um, don't just jump in. I mean, jumping in is great and I, I love the excitement and everything else, but just jumping in without really 
looking at things from all sides, yeah. you're going to run into a lot more problems. Take a little bit more time and do that. So that's what I do. When I come up with an idea, I kind of look at, okay, um, this is a great idea. Um, I'll put I'll put a, a thing together, you know, um, this is how I'd like it to run. This is how I'd, you know, think I'm envisioning it. Then I'll take it to some friends of mine and I, I use what I call the pirate ship theory. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is I basically take it to my friends and say, blow holes in this idea. As many as you can. Like try to find you know, the flaws. Like a pirate ship being shot at, ah, right? Okay, you know, okay. you know? Um, it's like sink this ship. Okay. If, they, if I can patch the holes that they blow into it, then the idea might float. Um, if I can't and the idea sinks, then I know that I'm, you know, this is not something that I'm going to be able to do. So I move on to something else. That's cool. That's cool that you have people that'll just be like straight with you like that. That's what you need. Yeah. That's what you need. You need somebody who's basically just going to say, hey, this is really cool. But what happens if this happens? Yeah. And you go, oh, wait a minute. I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. You know, having a, a team or, or a group or a mentor, huge in, in anything, business, life. Yeah, how many mentors have you had since your like whole career? Oh God, um, twenty or really? more. Oh yeah. What was your What was your first mentor like? And how old were you when you found that mentor? Um, I was probably about, oh, I'd say, thirty when I when I had my first mentor. Okay. Um, his name was Jack. Um, he he'd been in in business for years. Um, and I I, I went up to him. I didn't really know him. I just went up to him and, and uh, somebody else had recommended him. And I said, I, I got a question about this. And so he started telling, saying, well, you, you could do this or that. I started saying, well, you know, I, I want to build this and I want to do that. He got really interested in what I was doing. And he said, well, let's grab a coffee. Yeah. Right? And then it just kind of went from there. Um, whenever I had a question, hey, call me anytime. And then we became friends. And, you know, uh, we've, we've been friends ever since. Nice. I asked, uh, I asked Frank to come to have lunch with me one day when I was doing the, the car sales in 2021. And uh, we're just chatting, and then all of a sudden he's like, "So, so he's like, what? he's like, why did you bring me here?" And I'm like, "Oh, wow." I'm like, "Would you want to be my mentor? Like, I'm looking for a mentor because I, I don't know what I'm doing here in the sales career. Like, it's been six months, and I have no idea where I'm going." <laughs> and see, that's the, he was know, busy though. <laughs> but you know, that's the most important thing that I run into is people who won't admit that they are underwater, that they don't know. Yeah. Everybody wants to, you know fake it till you make it type of thing but you, it, it works to a point but yeah. you really have to admit at some point that I don't know what I don't know yeah you know and find the people who do know it and you know pick their brains and and really copy you know somebody that's successful you know and look at an idea and say okay this idea is successful that's great yep. how can I change it and make it mine yeah I'm a, I'm a strong believer of like you know uh, following somebody else's path I spent a lot of my life thinking, I don't need anybody. I can do this on my own. But holy man, till I was like mid thirties is when I finally said, I cannot do this and I need help. Yeah. So when I met Sean and then I met Duncan, I thought, okay, these are people who are already successful and are already doing it. And they're a lot like me. So I got to follow these guys' paths. And then uh, I did start reading books in like 2021, like self-help books and sales books and that kind of stuff. So uh, like, I just really... I hate to say it, but I wish I would have started earlier following somebody else's path because it's not a bad thing. You know, these people have already gone through it all and they, oh, absolutely. you know, so, you know, that, that's why I said, if you can find somebody who's been successful, you know, um, and you can get some information from them either personally through books, yeah. uh, through videos or whatever, uh, there's nothing wrong with getting information. If I'd had that information the very first time I went buying antiques, I wouldn't have gotten ripped off. Yeah, exactly. You know, 
but you, again, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. It's a hard lesson sometimes. So do you mentor people yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Cool. Um, so, I mean, so those are some of your businesses and um, some challenges that you faced. Like over COVID, did you, did you find that there were new challenges? Or? Oh, COVID was rough because I was, I was running a networking group um, online and um, we, there, people were having a hard time. Yeah. People needed to pivot really quick um, onto into technology that they weren't used to. Yeah. Um, and you know, some people were getting lost. Businesses were really struggling. So we had a lot of sessions. Um, I have a great network of people through um, the world of networking who volunteered to do uh, brainstorming. So we'd get together with a business owner and we'd get an accountant and a marketing person and, you know, um, you know, financial person. And, and, and we basically, whatever the problem was, we'd get the team together um, and we'd say, okay, you know, this person's struggling. Let's see what we can do to help them. So we'd brainstorm and throw out ideas. And then we'd track them for a period of time, make sure that they were going in the right direction. Wow. Uh, we helped as many people as we could, but it was tough. Yeah, for sure. And then, so now we're post-COVID. Like, have you seen things going back to normal or were there changes that just never like went back there are change, definitely changes that never went back um people's shopping habits and buying habits have changed um people's finances you know the economy right now oh uh, god don't the get economy me the finances <laughs> have changed dramatically yeah so have things you know altered absolutely yeah you know and what about for your business so out of all these businesses that you were speaking about the antiques and the, the drones and and all that the consulting how, like how many of those are you still doing well, right now, um, I'm running the world of networking, which is uh, my, my networking That's organization. That's networking one, yep. Um, I, I've uh, recently uh, collaborated with uh, Victoria Rubio okay, on, yep. um, on Walker Road there out of VRXSX Services. Yep. We're actually running um, some of our classes, and we're, we're working out of her offices on uh, Walker Road. Um, so we're doing that. Um, we, we've, I, I'm doing the consulting, which is great. Um, I'm starting a, um, an event company called Elysian Elite Events. Okay. Um, I love putting on events. Always have. Yeah. Um, so what we're, this is, what we're going to do with this uh, particular company is it's going to be a little bit more uh, high-end. Um, we're really going to try and keep a, a high level of, of excitement and interest. And what we want people to do here is not just go to an event, but experience. Experience in it. Okay. So it's going to be a different challenge. Cool. And so it just hit me that because I see that VR studios all the time and I yeah, speak absolutely. about it a lot. So VR is Victoria Rubio. Vic, VR is Victoria <laughs> Rubio. Some people oh. see it and think it's virtual reality. Yes, that's yes. what I thought. I'm like, oh man, we just got a virtual reality studio. This is awesome. But no, right, it's Victoria Rubio. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's. So she's you, a great lady. Are you a part of that business now? No, no, no. Um, Victoria and I met through the network. Okay. Uh, through networking events, and we just really found that um, her mindset and my and mine. Um, about the organization and branding and marketing and businesses and stuff like that really kind of jived together. Okay. Um, so we decided to, we, we've got a couple of events we're putting on together. We've got a, a event, um, it's going to be a speaking event called Vortex. Okay. Um, and then we're going to do some smaller Vortex events and then a larger event at the casino. Okay. And so what are these events going to be like? What's the premise of them? Like um, basically, like um, the idea of Vortex is to what a vortex does is draw things in. Okay. We want to draw in really great talent. Um, the first speaking event is going to be based on um, basically small business and the future of small business with technology and things like that. Okay. We're going to do a talk on culture um, and small business. 
um, basically, met, you know, mental health. Um, how, how do you deal with your employees? How do how do you make things better for them? How do yeah. you how do you create a really great environment? Because as you know, a lot of businesses are having trouble holding on to employees yeah. nowadays. So we're going to do talks kind of around that, saying, hey. This is what you need to do to create a great culture that people want to stay with. Yeah, you know. Oh. Um, so we're going to do some different tops, talks, different topics, um, and then we're going to put a big, a big symposium on at the uh, casino, and that's going to be based around uh, technology and AI. Okay. So is, it, is that the events upcoming that you were talking about? No, we, I actually have started? a network. I have a networking event, a okay. business networking event on the nineteenth of October okay. at the Windsor Club. Yep. Uh, it's got a little bit of a Halloween theme. It's um, so. For those who want to wear a mask, we have uh, a special prize for uh, for that. We're going to do a draw. Oh. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a contest there, so that's going to be fun. Just um, masks, though, or a full costume? Right now, it's just masks. All right, yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought that would be easier for people to deal with. I'm already getting costume <laughs> ideas up here. I'm like, I'm going to win this. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, we're going we're to have some fun there. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of music, a little bit of uh, some drinks and some costumes and yep. some draws and stuff like that. And the Windsor Club is a beautiful spot. It's it so is. nice It's there. fantastic. Awesome. Uh, okay, so I know you do um, these workshops, yes. we'll call them, right? Yep. So that's with the Small Business Entrepreneur Center? No, no, actually, um, that's us. Uh, the workshops that we're putting on is me and Victoria. Uh, we've put on uh, one with Chris Hanna. He taught one on content okay. and how to do multiple, like 50 videos in one day. Okay. Uh, we put on one for networking with uh, Teresa Riem. Yeah. Um, yes, I love Teresa. I try to get her on here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, she put on a fantastic uh, you know, thing on, on uh, networking. Uh, we've got one coming up. We're working with um, WeTech. Okay. And we got one. Um, it's their Outpost program, which is basically if you're looking to take your small business and do multiple st business streams, so you want to create multiple incomes, um, they have some great access to information and technology um, that's going to be really, really valuable for people. Wow. Can you elaborate on that, on that a little bit more? Because I know people are trying to figure out how they can make some, you know, some side income. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, basically, what we're, what we're doing is uh, Susanna is kind of come in. Uh, her name is Susanna Martins. Um, she's from WeTech. Okay. And she's going to be t uh, teaching people um, how to create multiple streams uh, yes. from the businesses that they're already running. Ah. Um, so it's like she's going to look at your business and say, okay, um, you're running this, but what if you did this or this or that? Uh, so it's going to be a little bit individual, um, but she's going to give some, uh, they, they, they're going to uh, allow people to have access to some of the, the programs and things that WeTech runs. Okay. So uh, they have uh, financial resources, they have uh, mentoring resources, they have all sorts of resources. If anybody um, is doing any kind of online or tech-based business, WeTech is a great great organization to reach out to okay are you are you part of them like are you on the board or no 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 i just have a really good relationship with um adam and, and yvonne uh, i've been talking to them for years nice. and uh i just love what they do and and it's great that they're you know helping us by you know sending uh, some of their people to to help promote some of the businesses that we have okay so I, I, I thought maybe it was part of the Small Business Entrepreneur because they put on a lot of workshops. They put on a lot of workshops. Yeah, yeah and I get their emails from them. So sometimes you, you have told me about some that uh, were the same as those emails. That's why I thought they were the same. No, no. <laughs> so do, are those workshops, do they cost money or are they nope. free? Everything that we do through the network is free. Wow. Okay. Um, we, we have always done everything free. We will always try and keep everything free. Um, the 
We have a great volunteer base um, in the network. We have a lot of businesses who want to work with other businesses and, and help teach them. It's the old uh, idea of, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Yes. Yep. You know, so we really want to, um, we've been getting together with people who really have that vision okay. and really want to see the small business community in Windsor take, you know, take off higher than what it is. Okay. And how, like if people want to get connected with the WeTech, how can they do that? Oh, if you want, uh, WeTech is run through the university, so you can go online and just look up uh, WeTech online. Um, they have a beautiful website, tons of information. Um, so, you know, it, it's a, a very easy to get a hold of. Um, the World of Networking has a website. Um, so it's uh, W-O-N-C-A-N, one can, okay. uh, .ca if they want to come uh, take a look at the World of Networking. Um, we have podcasts, we have classes, we have workshops, um, you know, we do the networking events, we have mentoring, um, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of doing it all. Cool. So podcasting. Podcasting. Let's yes. talk about that because I know you got a few of them on the go right yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. Love, so, love podcasting. Uh, let's start with this because I thought it was so funny when we were chatting the other day and <laughs> sure. I told you that I was like 1500 bucks in and you were like, I'm like $45. <laughs> <laughs> so like how did like so the first podcast that you started, how did you get that idea and what did it take for you to get it set up? Just like for people are listening and they want to do a podcast. Sure. Um, the first one what I did was called the Biz Talk Society. Okay. Um, I got a hold of four or five other business owners. Uh, there was Owen Crampsey from, uh, Owen, from, yeah. Yeah, from Colwell Banker. Yep. Uh, we had Eddie um, from uh, uh, Tabuli Restaurant. Okay. Uh, Cynthia Ballard, who's a marketing company. Uh, Sean was there, Sean Santoro. Sean Santoro. Yep. Uh, and myself. So we had five people. We had, so we had real estate. We had, um, you know, restaurants. We had, I wanted to get a, a kind of a variety of businesses. Yeah. Um, and we, um, there, there was actually at the time, there was a little podcast company on Drulard Road. Huh. It was charging really economical for, they had a, the setup, gorgeous setup, just like you do. Um, so, and they did all the, uh, the editing and everything else for us. Is that the woman from YQG in Bloom? No, no, that was this was somebody else. They're closed now. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but we got a, we got our start doing that, and then we realized we could do it through Zoom. Okay. Um, you know, so we started doing it through Zoom. Um, I, I picked up an editing program, and so we would do it through Zoom, and then I'd edit it and put all the the music and and all the the, the flashy stuff on there. What's uh, um, what's the editing program you use? It was called Movati. Movati. Yep. Like the gym? Like the gym. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> like the gym. Yeah. And it worked out. <laughs> and are you guys using USB or XLR? Just USB. USB? Yep. Okay. Yep. And like how much do, is the startup for all that, for like the program and that? Oh, the program it cost me like, what, 40 bucks? Really? Yeah. Oh my God. This Ableton program's a thousand bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't pay for it. I already had it from years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, truthfully, there, there's really economical ways of doing. Uh, um, if, you, if you do, you can do it through Zooms. Then you take any basic program, strip out the sound, and throw it up on uh, up on Spotify or yeah. or any other the, the podcast platforms. There. Okay, so what's like? How do you like Zoom versus in person? Because I'm not a Zoom guy. Oh, I love in person. I Zoom love is good for like out of town people, and that's what it is. Yeah, uh, basically, there's, there's Zoom. We're also using a thing called Streamyard, okay, um, which is a great platform for doing um, your your podcast on, and it gives a lot of options. But it is great doing it in person. You got that energy that you don't have, yeah. on, you know, through Zoom and online. But yeah, I mean, uh, the, we have Alex Brown coming on from the states. Uh, we have. Um, 
we have Michael Jeffries, we've got uh, Mike Hoop uh, from San Francisco. So these are people obviously you can't do in person. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, uh, if, well, we're going to end up doing some in person, but we're going to keep doing StreamYard, you know, a, a fair amount. Okay. So what's the first podcast that you started? What's the uh, name of it? The, the Biz Talk Society was the first one. Yep. And um, what's the premise of that? Uh, it, it, that was the five business owners, and basically, what we were talking about small business and Just the business struggles, stuff. the problems. You yep. know, you had five business owners, you know, really discussing their different areas and and you know wh- how things had affected them and and things like that. How they overcome it and yep. all that. Okay, so what's the what's the next podcast? Because you you have three now, right? Um, well, no, there, there's one that we're, we've got now called uh, Rapid Fire Rapid Insights Fire, yeah. with Chris Hanna and myself. Okay, um, that one is basically. It's a fast-paced, twenty-minute uh, podcast. Uh, we have a twenty-question uh, 20 se- section in there that just, we just fire out these quick questions. First thing off the top of your head, it's hilarious. Some of the answers um, <laughs> I can imagine. And then, um, but, but what we do there is we bring in a variety of people. Yeah, like I said across the spectrum. Um, it's not just all business. It's um, we've got a guy going to come coming on who um, cl- uh, raises funds to build houses for kids with autism. Uh, no way! Yeah, we've got all we've we've got um, um, Gavin Booth coming on, the, the film and TV uh, producer. Yeah, uh, we've got um, Richie, the um, oh, um, oh uh, what's his last name now? Oh my God! Um, sorry, Richie. Well, um, Richie, I know is Richie Nix. I don't think he's no. Uh, Richie just won the uh, cha- the amateur uh, championship for bodybuilding. Oh, um, so we've got Richie coming on. Um, huh, I feel like I should know him. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we've got a variety of people coming on, so we're trying to, as I said, we're trying to get people from all different spectrums uh, to talk about. We're grabbing valuable insights from them as quickly as we can. The whole idea of the podcast is to keep things fast-paced and moving, sure. uh, but get a lot of information in a short period of time, like a TED talk. Uh, yes, but but quicker, quicker. <laughs> kind of kind watch of, out, TED Talk. Yeah, the, the idea is you know a curiosity meets velocity. Okay, you know. Yep, for sure. And so the questions for those, like, where do you get the questions? Is it the same questions for everybody? No, person? no, 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 no. So how do you get the questions? We got a few basic questions, but uh, what we do is look at the person, and then me and Chris get together and say, okay, what what would we want to know? What do we think other people would want to know? So we just basically create it catered around the the, t- the type of, of person or industry that. That's coming on. Just off the top of your head? Just off, some, some are off the top of our head. Whoa. Uh, I mean, just as the conversation goes, you know, um, and some of them, some of them are written down, you know, just, because yeah. we, we want to make sure we ask about certain things. Yeah. I like to have a couple of things written down, like four or five, just in case we get off on tangents and we're running off on time then, because Sean, bless his heart, but he, he can talk. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's why I like having sure. him as a co-host, because I kind of just monitor this and then I, I'm the guy who goes... Let's bring it back in now. But Sean's great at going. So, uh, but more or less, I like to have a conversation. So you can go that fast, eh? Off the top of your head. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, that's cool, man. That's got to be experience. That's wisdom, everybody, and experience. Uh, and then, so what's the other one? There's is there one? Oh, uh, there's another one. The I'm, we're connection? just about, the real connection. Yeah. yeah, we're just getting ready to develop that. Um, the real connection right now is just on Facebook. It's just a page right now. Okay. We're working on the website, but it, the the real connection is going to be real estate mortgages. Uh, uh, construction, renovations, uh, interior design, anything that to, to do with um, buying and building a home or creating your home. Yep. Uh, we want to kind of think of it as a home hub. Yeah. You know, we want to have all that uh, in one spot. 
Uh, so we're going to have that on the on the web. We're going to have that on groups. We're going to have that in Facebook and Instagram, all the other fun places. And then we're going to have the podcast where we can bring on people from different areas and and really kind of deep dive into into those areas. Sure. So like for guests on there, it's like I, so you're doing that with uh, Sean, right? I'm doing that with Sean Santoro. Yeah. Yep. And then so well, Sean's a mortgage agent. So are you guys bringing any other mortgage agents on there? <laughs> I, 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 we're going to bring on everybody. There's, there's yeah. I mean, I mean, there's there's going to be no. It's a it's going to be a no door uh, no lock door type of thing. It's cool. like everybody's coming in. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because uh, you know some people are like, oh, I don't. That's my competition. I don't want them here. There's, I don't want her yeah, there. But you know, I you, you and I talked about this, and I, I the scarcity mindset. Yeah, well, you you call it that. I call it the island mindset. You know, because yep. like you know, you're on this island, you know, and there's only so much food, and there's you know, so everybody's trying to grab as much as they can for themselves. Yep. You know, and and you and I talked about it. If you throw all the food in the middle, everybody eats. Yeah. You know, so that that's kind of what we're trying to do here. I'm a firm believer of that too. I mean. Not to not to knock the government here or anything, but money is literally just created in the middle of the air. You go to the bank to get a loan; they're just typing on their computer, and all of a sudden, now your bank account's got money in it. So I, I'm afraid. I tried that, but they said it was illegal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. Did you read that book? Yeah, I have. In yeah. the beginning, when they were kids and yeah. they wanted to make money, yep, and they literally were getting all the bottles of toothpaste and everything, and they were melting down the nickel yep. and. Freaking nickels make money. <laughs> That's a great book. That's a great book if anybody's listening. Uh, but yeah, like the scarcity mindset, uh, you know, there's an abundance for everybody. There is. And, and, and I mean, you know, you want to be the best at what you do and you want everybody to come to you, but it's just not possible because there's too many people. So, and well, you don't, you know, some people don't jive with others. So you're going to jive with your personality, but there's more than enough for everybody. You go to the grocery store, you look and on the shelves, and there's 20 different types of bread. They're all selling. Yep. You know, it, yep. it's just, it's how you package it. It's what you offer. You know, you, you just be a slightly different than the than, than, than the next product. Yep. You know, try and do things a little bit better, a little bit different. Uh, that's all it takes. Yep. All right. So for your businesses, like, because um, prospecting is obviously a huge part of what we do. Right. Uh, so what are some of the prospecting tactics do you have? Do you still use them? Have you changed them, like updated them? Or so what's some ways that you prospect? I'm lucky because with the having the network and running the consulting business, I really don't have to prospect too much. Lucky. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Again, that's experience. I have a lot of people that just reach out. Um, and so, so for, for me, it, it, I haven't had to prospect in, in quite some time. But at the beginning, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was networking. Networking is always huge. Ne yeah. You know, um, 80% of my business came from networking. Wow. Eh? Um, be because people want to work with people they know. Yes. You know, um, emails are great, you know, but you have to do them... You can't just send an email saying, hey, I want your business. Yeah. You know, um, you have to take some time and really learn how to write a good email. Yeah. You know, because uh, so many people get so many emails. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they have like algorithms now to oh, just send yeah. your email right to junk and stuff. So. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so you're not really doing any prospecting anymore. I don't now, have to. Which if is I was your mentee, me. say I was your mentee. And I was asking about prospecting. What are some tips that you would give me for today's world? Are you business? trying to get some free advice? Here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, last time you said I needed the checkbook. Now we're on the podcast. I got you on the spot. <laughs> well, uh, again, I'll, I'll start off with um, co connections. You know, um, networking is, is huge because it opens a lot of doors. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing I recommend to anybody. And there's so many people who 
don't feel that it's necessary to network. Um, and it's not just going to networking events. Um, it's going to charity organizations. It's going to be involved in the community, uh, be out there, be seen, uh, you know, go to events, go to places. Meet um, people, right? Meet people. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, truthfully, you meet somebody and they like you and you get to know them. Um, they're going to recommend you. They have their own networks. They're going to recommend you within their networks, yeah. you know, and it just expands from there. Yeah. Um, cold calling, it's still viable, you know, it's still viable. That's what I was um, hoping you would touch on, to be honest, yeah. David. Yeah, um, cold you know, calling, because we do a lot of it here and some of it is good, some of it is not, but it yeah, is I mean, necessary. Uh, it, it, cold calling and emails are a numbers game, you yeah. know, you just got to keep on doing it. Uh, you, you know, get, you got to get used to the word no. Yes. Um, and yes, not let no. that bother you. You know, just <laughs> just keep just keep on going. Keep the, keep that you know that ring, brass ring in, in mind there. Um, e emails, I, I get truthfully people you know put them down, but if you learn how to write them, they're actually a very effective tool. Yeah. Um, I have uh, I use uh, Constant Contact. Okay. And I have about a seventy-two to seventy-five percent open rate. Wow. Um, which is actually pretty good. Okay. Um, so, I mean, if you learn how to write emails, and there, are, it's not just something you learn overnight. No, uh, yeah, that, that's an experience for two years thing. now, and it's yeah, that's an experience thing. Yeah, um, there are people who who can teach you how to do it. Okay. So, I was uh, going to ask mean, you if that's something yeah, you do, but re reach out to, to people you know that, that can do that for you. That's all. That's a great talent. It now, really would is. that fall under like a marketing service. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. if somebody wanted to. That's something Victoria, like uh, Victoria Rubio's place, would do. Okay. Um, you know, they, they would help with. Uh, Basically, branding, marketing, teaching you emails. Um, they, they, I mean, for the, they do the simple things like resumes as well. They'll do yeah. business. They do business plans. Um, you know, so I mean, I mean, it, it really is. You know, something that just about any branding or marketing company should be able to help you with. Okay. Um, it, you can go online. There are some good tips out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, different websites, but um, really, that one-on-one -on -one is better. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I mean, we touched a lot about the business stuff. Is there anything that we missed on the business side or something that you want to talk about? Oh my goodness, uh, I have so much going on. Um, yeah. I, we've got the magazine we're working on. Um, it's, it's, we're working on a magazine called The Maturepreneur. Okay. Um, and the magazine is um, in process. Um, a little little slower than I'm gonna, what I wanted, but uh, it's a magazine focused on 40s and up. Oh, cool. Um, all the, a lot of the programs, a lot of the the different organizations focus on the 20 under 20s and the 30 under 30s yes, and yeah. it stops at about 40 and then but nowadays with so many people leaving the the working uh, environment now at 40 and up you know they're either losing their job or leaving their job they have a skill but they don't have any idea how to run a business mm -hmm. so the magazine is going to be focused on those people um, giving them the information they need to to start a business because the most successful business owners are 47 years old. Yeah. That's the average age. Okay. Um, so Interesting. It, like yeah. people that have been in business for a long time or that are starting new businesses? Uh, most <clears throat> people that are starting new businesses. Really? Yeah. At 47? Yeah. Wow. Uh, the average successful age is for because, because by that age, your kids are growing up. You've, yeah. got, you've got some connections. You've got some financial resources. You've built a skill. Yep. Uh, so you have everything in place. They just don't know how to run a business. You know, um, and then for those listening, the one thing I'll say is, and we have this conversation all the time, is don't try and wear all the hats. Yeah. You know, yep. um, and when you're starting a new business, uh, you know, if you started a business, you know, making coffee, you know, and then you're really, really, you're really good at that. But then suddenly you've got to be your own marketing person, social media, 
bookkeeper, accountant, uh, and everything else, you know, it gets really, really tough. Um, so, you know, be willing to look to other people to help you in certain areas. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's usually pretty tough when you get a business started, right? So, I mean, the it, first it, couple of years is so hard. I mean, I'm coming into year two in this new business and it's, uh, ugh, I wish I could afford to have somebody like do some stuff for me. You know, we have uh, Maddie who's the admin girl, but like she does, uh, she's doing all of ours. So it's not like over the top or anything it's it's pretty it's like it's it's pretty basic i guess but it's still really good and it helps us a lot but yeah but there's oof. different there's organizations that can help with that uh west uh, uh the uh, women's enterprise skills training will actually let people come and work for you um and they'll pay wow really um, the what? the ymca actually has a program um where they'll have people come work for you um and they pay up to a certain point wow uh, so yeah there, there are certain programs out there that, that can help with that kind of thing. That but, is really interesting. I had no idea. Yep. I, I, I teach at the um, at West. Um, oh, okay. I teach networking and business. Um, so so they're a great program as well. Lots Very of, cool. Lo, lots of resources there. Cool. And um, did you talk about the event you have upcoming? That was the networking event, On the right? 19th. Absolutely. Okay. Is there anything else that we missed on the business side? Uh, no, no. I think, I think we pretty much covered most of the stuff that we're doing right now. Cool. And what about the community? I always like to ask people about community. I know you're pretty involved in the community. Yep. Is there anything that you're most passionate about or is there any projects that you like to support or any organizations you would like to support? Well, I like to support all of them. I just don't have the time and funds to support everybody. No, I've always put on um, uh, charity events. Uh, we put on charity events for uh, the Cancer Center. I put together a... Uh, a vintage calendar for the cancer center we, a few years ago. Cool. We did um, we did an event for breast cancer. We did it. We've done several events for the food banks. Um, food. Uh, I was talking with June from the, the food bank, and uh, right now uh, their their need is huge. Again, unfortunately, there's a lot of people. They're calling. Well, I'm calling them the working poor. Yeah. Uh, because things are just so expensive. They <sighs> they have yeah. a job, but they just can't make it. So use of the food bank has gone up 34 percent yeah um so you know i i'm, I'm a big pro, you know pusher for the for the uh food bank um and then my my granddaughter and i are putting together a, a non-profit ourselves nice so very um, cool yeah we're working on that good it's not easy man i'm no. trying to get duncan to be a non-profit so wait no foundation so we can raise money and allocate it we wanted to do a volleyball tournament and donate the funds to the soup shack um, but the organi the organization that holds the soup shack under their umbrella, the, they were a little bit lazy. Like they didn't get the accountant involved and we were already pressed for time. So we decided not to, but in doing that, we learned that if we become a foundation, we can raise the funds, hold them, and then allocate them where we want them to go, as long as they have a CRA number. So in Mortgage Street right now, I'm, I've actually taken on the title as uh, community outreach representative. Oh, excellent. So I pretty much I'm taking care of like the community footprint for Mortgage Suite, right. which is pretty cool. So uh, today I launched a new campaign, which is going to be uh, asking for donations for adult winter clothing and children's winter gear, like... Uh, snow jackets and pants and boots and uh yeah so it's today today i got interviewed with am 800 and stuff and that was my first real act as my new role as community outreach so yeah no that's pretty cool man if there's anything that you want us to get involved with or help market you just let us know man oh, i appreciate that thanks cool and so yeah man anything anything else anything that we missed or that you want to talk about 
No, I, th- I think that, you know, we've, we've covered a lot for sure. Nice. I always love chatting with you, David. <laughs> you got so much knowledge in there. And so I know you were saying you're not taking on new business, but do you want people to be able to get a hold of you if they need advice or if they want to take one of the workshops? If they want to reach out to the world of networking, um, that'd be great. Uh, again, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, we have the website at uh, WONCAN.ca. Um, if, they, if people want to reach out to the network, um, I'm always on there. Uh, it, it, it's a passion of mine. It really is. Okay. Um, so, so for my website, um, I, I have like an hour guest part, which I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to get do some updates to it. It's pretty basic right now, but I got this all started in our slow time. And then I got super busy in the summertime. So it's starting to get a little bit slower now. I don't want it to, but in in January and February is usually pretty slow for us. So I'm going to do a lot of upgrades to the website, but getting, getting you on there now, um, you want to put one on there yeah, for the website? Uh, absolutely. Perfect. Awesome, man. If that's it, if there's yeah. nothing else. No, no, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time, man. You bet. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, David.